This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. This weekend, a dozen parishioners from Holy Trinity went up to Holy Cross Monastery, an Episcopal Benedictine monastery about two hours up the Hudson River. We were there for a Lenten retreat, and before I returned last night to get ready for Sunday, we spent some time at the retreat discussing a poem written by the 16th century Spanish mystic St. John of the Cross. The poem we discussed is one that John wrote during the nine months in which he was held as a prisoner in a cold cell in Toledo, Spain. Unsure of whether he would be released, tortured in the name of religion by other Carmelite monks, John nonetheless maintained a faith in God. The poem begins in its English translation, Well, I remember the fountain, but there was no fountain anywhere near that prison cell. It's a fountain that he was remembering. It's an image of water that runs throughout the poem. He conjures water like that at the beginning of creation in Genesis, like the waters of baptism, like water that gives life to all creation, that water that flows from the side of Christ on the cross water that combines with flour to make bread and then becomes holy, that makes us holy through communion with Christ's body. There's a refrain to the poem that begins over and over again, aunque es la noche, even though it is the night, even though, although it is the night, even though it feels dark outside or inside, even though it might feel like God is not paying much attention, John's poem nevertheless finds faith. It's faith even though the current situation is bad. That kind of faith, even though, is a faith we can find strength from. It's a faith that comes through in today's scripture readings. In the first reading, God speaks to Abram to try to reassure him. Do not be afraid, Abram, God says. It's going to be okay. Abram has been feeling sorry for himself, in a culture in which one was defined by one's progeny, Abram and Sarai were barren and had only a distant relative to point to for an heir. But God draws Abram close, leading him into the dark. There, in the dark, a vision or a dream appears for Abram that, that gives him hope and promises God's presence no matter what. Although it is night, God might have said to Abram, do not fear, I am with you. In the gospel, the Pharisees warn Jesus that things are looking dark for him. Herod is out to kill you, they tell him. You'd better get out of town now. But Jesus refuses to listen. Jesus is not afraid of the dark, but instead knows that God fills dark just as well as God fills light. God holds us close in the dark, and Jesus gives us that wonderful image that, that God is close, like a mother hen protecting her young. Whether it's the dark of the night or the dark of Gethsemane or the dark of Calvary, Jesus knows God will be there with him. John of the Cross's poem begins, How well I know that fountain, filling, running, although it is the night, that eternal fountain, hidden away, I know its haven and its secrecy, although it is the night. 
And then he goes on in the poem to talk about the water that runs through even the darkest of places, of times, of nights. This eternal fountain hides and splashes within this living bread that is life to us, although it is the night. Hear it calling out to every creature, and they drink these waters, although it is dark here, because it is the night. There, John of the Cross, the great poet and mystic that he is, uses a turn of phrase to emphasize this all through the night, although the night, and now it becomes because it is the night, suggesting that, that the poet and perhaps us, are, we too are invited into a kind of night vision of faith no longer scared like Abram, no longer worried about all the evil we see around us, but like John of the Cross following Jesus, we can maintain a love for God and other people because it is the night. This season of Lent invites us into the dark. Perhaps we're called to spend some time and energy with those in the dark places of the world, certainly to keep praying for refugees and those affected by the war in Ukraine, uh, to pray for those under attack, perhaps to send money, to send supplies, to stand with them in the dark. Maybe we're invited to sit still in the dark, the dark of our own helplessness, our own lack of resources, our own poverty. Or maybe God invites us into the dark of God's love, to those places where we realize we can't think it all out. We can't talk it all out or look up the answers we seek. Instead, sometimes we're brought to that place that we simply have to sit still and allow for God's embrace, even though it is the night, because it is the night. At the 11 o'clock Holy Eucharist on March 13th, the choir sang a part of the Requiem by Gabriel Faroe, the Sanctus.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.